Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I am Karen Nowicki, very excited to have with us today Alex Murray, who's the VP of Manufacturing and Supply Chain Operations over at Series Therapeutics, who are now our brand new neighbors right here in Tempe, as well as, I believe, three other locations. And uh, we had an occasion to meet at one of your kind of uh, let's get to know you uh, events in Tempe, which we're so appreciative of, uh, thanks to our connection through the Tempe Chamber. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you, Karen, and thank you for the invitation and the chance to talk about both series and good nature as we get into this. We'll explain a bit more about what we mean by each of those, but I think it's it's a it's an exciting opportunity and a wonderful place to come and, and call home for a new location for our company. Absolutely. So let's let's back up and let's talk about series therapeutics. Who is the series therapeutics, and then wherever good nature you know makes sense to bring it in there. I, I just simply want to be listening and and asking questions so that our listeners yeah. get to know who you guys are better. Thanks, Karen. So Sirius Therapeutics um, is a small biotech company. It's clinical stage at this point. Uh, we're based out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, I've been in business for about 10 years. And I think what's really exciting around that is, is Sirius Therapeutics is, is focused on microbiome, which we can talk a little bit about what that means and, and, and how you get a therapeutic on a microbiome. But our mission is to how do you how do you transform patients' lives? through really revolutionary microbiome therapeutics. What does that look like, not only um, for an individual, but re- really expand and look at worldwide of what's the opportunity sits within the microbiome space. How you do that is we talk about it, about modulating a microbiome. And modulating a microbiome may sound daunting at first, and it is fairly daunting from a scientific perspective, but you can kind of really quickly break it down. And maybe we can just pause for a second to understand what a microbiome Please, is before yep. we get really into too far in terms of what we do, how we do it, and, and where Tempe fits into the picture of things. At, at the simplest level, a microbiome is all the microbes that exist within a human. And if you look at the microbiome of each person, it will look a little bit unique, but there's some common characteristics. And, and the common characteristics, and you think about it as like, how do you make sure there's a right balance within a person to keep keep them healthy? And, and or how does a microbiome within a healthy person look to be able to maintain that balance? Um, there are a certain range of diseases that are indicated that if that microbiome becomes out of balance, meaning your micro, essentially the, 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 your microbiome doesn't look exactly like a healthy person would, how do you, how can we help modulate that and bring that back into normal control and normal balance within the human, um, which might help impact a disease state and help turn a sick person back into a healthy person at, at the end of the day is the objective activity at this so series, as what does that mean in practicality in terms of what we do when we're trying to get out? We're currently working towards potential FDA approval for, for an investigational therapy for what's called recurrent C. difficile infections. And, and maybe that's a bit where the Good Nature program comes in and, and, and how Tempe kind of fits in the overall picture. So I'll pause there of just kind of a top-level overview of where series is, and then we can get into some of the details and, and curiosities from that point. Yeah, so... What- if I understand correctly, a microbiome is kind of like my my makeup or our makeup, and we can study it, we can pay attention to it, and we can also change it based on nutrition, environment. Is that, am I understanding microbiome correctly? Yes, that's, that's really well said, Karen. Uh, when you think about the, the science of microbiome has come a long way 
in, in understanding how does what's the mechanisms in the body that it can help control. What's probably is just as curious to folks is how, like, how do you modulate that? Like, how do people normally over the course of their lifespan change? How does it change by geography? How does it change by diet? A lot of those questions are being explored across both research organizations um, and can help support some of the mission that Sirius is on as well. But you're, you're spot on in terms of some concepts that fits in the microbiome space. And I, I remember when we met you guys, we talked a little bit about that. And of course, stress and emotions. And I mean, the whole, right, we yeah. are we are qu- quite a multifaceted computer system, right? Yeah. We, and, and I know I threw in there, we're, we're not only mind and body, but we're also soul as well. And so what y'all are doing is taking a look at that. Uh, and then good nature, this is the fascinating part for our listeners, being able to take stool samples and and poop, which I love. I can't remember who it was that when your presentation, I, I could remember seeing that on the screen, it used the word poop, but he changed it to stool. I was like, oh, I wanted yeah. to hear him say poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'll, uh, so now it's my turn to get to use the word. But being able to, t- so tell us, what does good nature do and and this is what is so fascinating. And with your C. diff folks who, and let's talk about the statistics of how prevalent C. diff is and all that. So again, you just go on and I'll jump in if I have a question or if you need to take a breath and, and pause, then I'll ask a question or pause with you. That's great, Karen. Thank you. Um, I Maybe we can just take a moment to talk about C. diff before we get into good nature Excellent. too, because it connects quite clearly yeah. into that. And you and you raised the, the conversation there. So C. diff is is an infection um, that can be recurrent in some portion of the population. So C. diff infection essentially happens when a C. difficile, a specific bacteria within the gut, overtakes and such to dominate population in there. And the impact of that for most folks is like severe diarrhea, um, some colitis, and some other really impactful conditions that happen to the person and, and symptoms that they show from there. What is really quite amazing is when you look at the U.S., uh, the recurrent C. diff infections does result in about 20,000 deaths within the U.S. per year. And so it's it's really quite, it, it's, a, it's a significant impact to people that live in the U.S. And what we're looking to do in this investigation of medicine is, is how do you re, essentially repopulate the gut to, to prevent and bring that microbiome back into symbiosis so that the C. difficile can't take over that space and you essentially prevent recurrence in, within the gut uh, from with the product, with the investigational therapeutic. Um, you, you guys had a, a, a wonderful gal who you got to know through one of our local events here who came and shared her story, which was I was so appreciative of uh, how, you know, I mean, having, having chronic diarrhea and gut issues is widely popular. And mm. I, you know what I mean by popular. I mean, it's widely common, of course, common. As, as, you, as you just pointed out. And of course, unpopular, right? We're not talking about it. It's something that maybe the, you know, the family knows or maybe somebody in a close workspace knows about, but it's, it can be really life-changing in a, in a very negative way. And yet what Good Nature is doing is finding ways to help change that. Yeah. And, and, and then when, you, when, you, when you talk to a patient or you talk to a family member who has experienced this, it, it's really impactful. And I think when we get into good nature, so I'll talk about good nature and good nature is a, it's a, it's a program within series. And so we talk about it as a program and it's, it's a, it's a branding and really what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a community of donors who have a healthy microbiome and who are excited to help participate and have the potential to help treat patients and really help fuel that microbiome revolution that we talked about at the beginning of the conversation here. 
So it, where the, the good nature is a portion of series where we go off and we collect a healthy stool or healthy poop. And then we can we can take that and move it forward. And what we can talk about the process if you're interested, but we can talk about how we can be able to help produce that investigational therapy for the recurrency disinfections. We've we've spoken about how impactful it is to patients already. It's amazing. So we know we we can donate plasma and blood and even uh, eggs and sperm and well, yep. I'm sure what whatever else skin or you know whatever whatever those other things. Are. And obviously, what good nature does it relies on the good nature of donors, healthy donors, to share their stool samples uh, on, on a, I'm sure there's a routine and how many, you know, how long they do it. And you keep testing mm-hmm. to make sure they continue to stay healthy so that they can be studied and actually cleaned and talk about the process, right? So again, and then we'll talk about, of course, the Tempe facility and all those things, but explain how uh, these stool samples are, how and why they're so important for what you're doing at Good Nature and at Ceres. Karen, you, you brought a lot of topics up in there, so I'll start with the end of mind. And the, the last final question there is the, the stool or the poop itself is absolutely critical for us because you look at from a healthy person perspective, that stool contains a, a plethora of bacteria. Um, specifically, there's something called a firmicute, which are really typically spore-forming. And what we do is we, we're able to, to purify the poop or the stool down um, through a really well-controlled process that's governed by FDA, has really strict controls from a, from a compliance perspective and regulations. So how do we how do you take that to be able to essentially purify down to the part that's important to the health and can colonize in place of the infection, of the seed of infection inside the gut? And so now that we purify it, but we find the delivery mechanism to be able to deliver that at the right place at the right time effectively to help prevent the recurrence of that seed of infection. Um, is that that's the mechanism in how it works to take the stool or poop and be able to help help patients. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let's back up and let's talk about um, your other locations and how long, mm. you may have already said it, how long Ceres Therapeutics has been around. And then we'll talk about how and why you landed in Tempe. So, so Ceres has been for just about 10 years, over 10 years now. As we move into Tempe, this will be the third, what we call a donor collection facility. So donor collection facility allows community partners or community the community population, the donors, um, to be able to come in and help move this revolution forward within the microbiome. Where we find is most folks will engage because of the mission and the goal to help patients and to be able to move forward. And you talk about connection to C. diff and, the, and as you said, at the popularity of, of chronic diarrhea and other conditions that can cause this. And by no means is C. diff the only thing that can cause that, but specifically there's, there's a cause in here of people find that connection really quite valuable and are moved around how do we help society with something you can do because you happen to be carriers of a really healthy gut and, and you can share that through and help others in that space. We currently have two other facilities that are open. Um, one is in Irvine, California, um, and the other is in Cambridge, Massachusetts. When we're, as we're looking to, to expand our space, we, we did really a countrywide search um, to find out what the right locations are and very quickly narrowed it down to a few. And I was just kind of jumped to the punchline at Tempe. And I think that you look at Tempe and when we look at the, the profile that donors are looking for, so broadly speaking, we'll get, here's some of the facts and we can get into some of the why Tempe is really inviting this space is we're looking for individuals who are between the ages of 18 and 50 who are not obese, broadly live a healthy lifestyle, meaning you don't smoke, you don't have a history of alcoholism or drug abuse. 
and basic gastrointestinal disease history, um, you're void of that space as well. So if you start to look for areas of the country that have that population, but you also look for areas who have an energy and a vibrance inner, like innovative, like kind of pulsed society and you walk around and there's just a good dynamic of people and flow and, and that kind of conversation, the Tempe region came through really quickly. And, and we landed specifically really in a, in a location that's very close to Arizona State University, which it, when you when you stand there, just the bustle of people around of that kind of fit this demographic and just the energy that, that got brought into this space really was very attractive to us. And, and we really quickly landed on, on Tempe as a site. Um, and then we signed the lease and, and moved through it really quite quickly. It's not a matter of about eight months from site selection to being ready to open the door this week to see the first to see the first donor um, and have a conversation with them and understand whether or not they qualify for the program is really exciting. Yeah, and it's a beautiful facility. So, and I'm forgetting the name of the complex. Do you remember what it is for our listeners? It's it's um... it, so it's the address seven twenty five rural, rural Road. Yeah, and so if you're familiar with the area, it's where Rural Road comes in conjunction with University. Yep, um, and so it's right across the street from the main part of ASU right there yeah, um, so and, and sits up on the second floor if you guys are in the nature yep, in, in the area. Right um, across from the improv for for, correct. Our, for our locals yes. who are familiar. So right across from the improv theater and then Trader Joe's is right below it. And my, my good friends over at McAllister Deli are not too far from you. In fact, when you guys were inviting neighbors to come and, and meet you, uh, McAllister's Deli uh, <laughs> took care of a little lunch for us. So you're spot on. They yeah. did a good job. <laughs> yes. Did a good job. Yes. Uh, so we talked about why Tempe, of course, it makes sense. And how are you getting, how are, how are donors learning about this opportunity, especially when you land in some place new, right? And it already mm. hasn't been established. So in Tempe, it's been how donors find us in Tempe. There's a really great team that works for, for on, on behalf of good nature. And we talked about as community engagement specialists and those activities where they, they find ways to reach out into the community to spread the word. Um, an example was they were present at the Aloha Festival last weekend um, and really had some great engagement and a really excellent time, both experiencing the festival, but also a lot of questions from the community. Um, now, now that wasn't the first time we've spoken to Tempe of, of how to find donors engaged in that space. And we're, we're, as I mentioned before, this week is the first week we're targeted to open the doors for the first time to, to have the first donor walk through. And we've got over 150 people who've shown interest, who we can talk about the process in terms of what it looks like to get in, but have shown significant interest and a good number on the or plus 25 plus already booked in for the first kind of visits to, to really understand and move forward to the next stages. So um, 150 that you have so far that um, that are showing that they're interested and so far based on a profile, they they fit what you're looking for. Healthy, yep. you know, microbiomes, that sort of thing, health, healthy lifestyle, that sort of thing. How many... 150 seems like a lot, but how many would a facility like this, once you're up and running and moving, really want to be acquiring? So I, we could probably handle on the order of 25 or 30 unique individuals coming in on a daily basis as a steady state flow. Plus, essentially, you have to, um, there's folks, and we'll talk about the process, what it takes to get through it, but there are plus the individuals who are working through the process to get into full-time donors. What our history is, is that when people become full-time donors, they stick with for a matter of months. Um, and that's around, there's a financial benefit we haven't talked about yet. So oftentimes they'll make on the order of 25 to $75 per visit. And so many of the donors that are engaged in a longer, in longer space, they make up to $1,200 extra money 
per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some that have made $10,000 in a year um, by, by donating the stool or the poop on a regular basis. And now they're coming in on the order of four or five times a week. But once you're in the pattern, it's a really quick visit. You stop in to your business, walk back out, and it, you kind of fit your schedule based on your normal cadence of the day. You're bringing um, your, your, your stool sample with you and just dropping it off. You, you actually uh, you actually go into the facility and, and you essentially use the restrooms in our own oh, facility okay. and, and leave it there. So you, okay. you turn up when you're ready to do the business and you, you make the donation and you walk back out again. And there's a really quick kind of check-in and check-out process. Um, yeah. But most folks, it's 10, 15, 20 minutes at most on a daily basis to yes. come in and, and, and process it through. So people will stop on their way to work during lunch breaks, whatever the yeah. right kind of convenient factor is for them. Alex, I'm going to poke fun at this a little bit, but you say full-time, yeah. full-time donors, right? When we, when we talk about full-time, we think, you know, 40, sometimes 60 hours a week at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that's not what you mean by full-time. They're not nope. sitting in the parking lot waiting for that uh, that bowel movement to, to shift. But what, right. so by full-time, meaning they're committed, they know that they're going to be in four, four or five times a week. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, Karen, I think that's, that's great. So if um, there's a a little description around this. So we go to goodnatureprogram.com. Um, I'm just going to plug it because if people want to learn more about it, they're welcome to go and read right. through it. Please. And that gives an opportunity for people to go and understand some of the basic questions. And and that basic question is just step one. And so from there, you then get a chance to speak to someone on the phone who's much more knowledgeable and can ask a bit more detailed health questions and kind of give you a framework of what it looks like to move through the program on a collective basis when you in a long-term view. If the donor is still interested and they fit the profile from the next tier of health questions, you would go in to this this donor collection facility that we've spoken about on Rural Road, um, and you need we need to go in three times for for initial screening of your stool or of poop. And what you do is we'll take three collections at the facility, and essentially we'll we'll analyze it for those bacteria that we talked about at the beginning. Um, and if your health questionnaire and the stool that we've collected has the right combinations. You then become this full-time donor, for lack of a better term, which is a great way to talk about it. And and now you're open to come in for that really short visit on a regular basis. Uh, I will say just uh, is there's there's some additional criteria that we would explain as we move through there. Just and we maintain to really monitor folks' health and and with some uh, periodic lab samples and stuff like that would do just to make sure that we're looking for infectious diseases and those activities to make sure we keep. We, we, it's just the overall safety profile of the product and the stool that we're collecting um, is appropriate to carry forward into a therapeutic. And these folks uh, who are doing it full time, did you say it's usually a few months? A few months. Of uh, it, it depends on the on, on the person's engagement and and where they sit. So some are um, a matter of two months, and others we're working 10 or 11 months and they still wow. come in pretty steady at this point, right? So I think it's up to the person and how it fits their life and and kind of where they sit. On a choice basis, some unfortunately graduate from the program. We call them deferrals, but for certain medical reasons, sure. they might end up having to, to leave the program. So we call that a graduation. But some, some will be cut short, shorter than they intended to because of graduations. But we, we can, if people have questions around what does the detail mean and how do I know, uh, obviously we can answer that over the phone. So yeah. we get into it. So I'm a little bit older than your demographic. Well, maybe a lot older. But for me, though, as I'm listening and again, sitting at your facility and getting to know your team and listening to this gal talk about her experience and why this research mm. and this these uh, donors are so important, I can I think it would be very motivating and inspirational for me to want to even take better care of myself nutritionally and stress wise and environment wise and sleep wise, because I know I'm contributing and helping. Right. 
uh, even if I don't know an individual who's who's experiencing uh, difficulties with their health, and we know that this is something that could help them. By you know, I, I played on the word, of course, good nature. There's a reason why you guys chose that that name. By good nature, I want to to inc- improve my health. So there's a little bit of a motivation there. I think that if I if I'm accepted into the program and I'm already healthy, I feel like I would be inspired. Do you find that that folks would continue to be inspired to to stay healthy and and contribute in that way? And there's of course there's the financial aspect, right? They are being compensated for their time and for their their stool and, and that contribution. And also, though, it, the program really relies on folks wanting to, to help others. Karen, the motivation for people is really important into this. And, I, and, and it's, that, it's the connection of being supportive of, of helping other patients and really driving that forward to that back to that good nature piece. And I, I hesitate to kind of give a conclusion on anybody's particular motivations individually sure. or like how that changes their lifestyle, right? But in conversations with donors, we really see that come through much stronger in terms of there's a that empathy or the like the, the intent of helping society is really the main driving factor for many many individuals. Um, individuals come from all over, uh, of from backgrounds too, so it's really quite an interesting and in a very positive sense of of, of the of the donor across the country. We see both the California and Cambridge so far, mm-hmm. um, and who we'll get to meet coming shortly in, in the Tempe area. What is the anticipated local economic impact with good nature being in our area? Is is there a benefit? I mean, what's the benefit to us as a as a so city? from a from an employment perspective, um, we're starting out just as we start to build some of that donor population we talked about. Um, we're we're uh, it's it's just about a dozen folks that we'll employ at the center, mm-hmm. um, and these are all what I would classify as professional, like really well a solid paying profession for the, for the individuals that get to work there. Um, a lot highly, most of them, all of them are highly educated coming into the role um, to help work with the donors. Um, that will continue to grow as the donor population grows itself. Um, and then you can also look at the economic impact to the donors themselves. We talked about that already, some of the financial incentives of it. it, it I, I get kind of roundabout numbers in terms of folks who might be coming in on a daily basis in those quote unquote full time, but the economic impact starts earlier in the in the process. Um, really, in the first time you come into the center, we're recognized your time commitment that you give to us in in payment back in a, in a form of a card, and we can get it. So we talked before that each donor is on the order of probably twelve hundred dollars a month in a steady basis, ten thousand dollars a year. Um, and obviously that goes straight back in the community, plus all the, the ancillary kind of impact of having tax revenue, people travel and visits and, and, and just the employees and spend and local spend that comes from there. How did you land with series therapeutics and and with supply chain operations, right? I, I yeah. think of I we're, we're talking about the what we're talking about, but supply chain. So tell us a little bit about your your professional and personal background and why uh, series therapeutics uh, became so important to you. When I went into university, I had an intent of wanting to try to help people through science. And so I've always had a, science, a passion for science, a passion for math. And so I, I studied biomedical engineering and then one of the pharmaceutical industry and I've worked across different types of products. I've seen vaccines, which obviously is very rewarding in terms of preventing disease or preventing an illness from individuals. Um, I've had a chance to work in and respiratory products and HIV products, where obviously you can really make a quick connection. You you know quite a few people. Um, those types of drugs, vaccines, small molecule, what you think about from like taking a capsule or a tablet that you would get over the counter, like an Advil style formulation, if you look at that physically, um, 
an opportunity came up when you look at series and, and what they're trying to do of revolutionize the microbiome. And you look at what's out in the field right now, and this is a really emerging technology platform. And it was just so appealing to be able to take something that that naturally occurs in the form of bacteria of some some consortia of it and be able to, to turn that into a therapy that a therapeutic that could help individuals. To me, it was just really energizing and to learn a new scientific space for my own self and, and spend time understanding this is really quite cool. And I, I bring with from past roles and experiences in various companies, how to reliably make drugs or how to reliably make uh, these type of therapies and, and, and treatments, how to work on continuous improvement so we can get better every single day. How do you make sure you always maintain the right safety profile to protect the people that work there and the quality to make sure you're protecting patients all fits in there together from an experience perspective and be able to bring that into series and share it with, and I'll be honest with this, the series team is really outstanding. It's been a fun, excellent group to work with all the way from the research and development through some of the sales teams and the commercial organization that the folks work in Tempe when, as you got to see when we were there, there's just such an energy and excitement and professionalism that they bring to the Good Nature program in the Tempe site. It, it's really fun to see what's going to, about to come in that space. Yeah. As you're talking again about how just your background, I can't help but think, I was thinking about manure, right? I mean, for, <laughs> well, really, I mean, yeah. for, for years, right, we've been using manure to provide nutrients. I'm very rudimentary, very basic with this, but right. We're providing nutrients back into the soil and and feeding it. So to me, it's just, it's like, duh, it's, it seems like such a no brainer. And of course it's highly sophisticated and there's a lot of, uh, you know, aspects to this that I I can't even understand because I have zero math and science in my, in my blood, in my veins. Uh, and yet it's full circle. It feels like it's a really, uh, an amazing opportunity to, help humanity with, with, with challenges that are, you know, obviously life-threatening, but also certainly life-changing. Um, I, I didn't get to share it when we were part of the group, but years ago, I would say probably 10, 15 years ago, I was going through a lot of GI issues and mm. um, actually ended up having a colonoscopy and they thought it might've been precancerous and ended up being endometriosis. And once that was, you know, taken care of, I was a lot better, but it was debilitating. I I couldn't be far away from a bathroom for more than 20 minutes. I had to time when I was eating, right? It becomes this whole crazy lifestyle, cringeworthy experience. And so for, I I can, in a small way, I can relate to um, almost a year and a half to two years of of dealing with issues like this. And you're, and many people you mentioned, uh, it's, it's, it could be a lifetime thing unless they get the help they need. And we know how to redirect the microbiomes. And, and Karen, I think it's really the impact that the that C. diff in this particular case has on people. You just described a slightly different indication into it, but it's the same kind of control and same kind of impact on lifestyle, right? Where it, it becomes almost controlling to your life for a period of time. Within series through the Good Nature program, how we've learned to isolate the bacteria out of the stool or poop and really be able to be quite targeted in the bacteria selection, bacteria purification process and control to be able to safely deliver it to patients is really pretty amazing in terms of where that science has come from and and where we're going. Incredible. How can we continue to help get the word out about the great work that you're doing here in Tempe? I know you've got a great campaign, of course, to put the word out for donors and and getting those folks to to call and to, you know, make sure they're a good fit. 
as a business a member of the business community and, and a longtime you know Tempe champion, what else do we what else do you need from us in order to help good nature and serious therapeutics win? And I think a, a win for us is is finding those part folks that we can partner with to create the community of donors in Tempe and really get the energy and it really builds upon itself. From a mechanism perspective, there's a couple of ways that we spend. We do this one, I mentioned the website before of goodnatureprogram.com. So anybody can go search that, spend some time on the on the website, reading a little bit more about it. They understand the basic questions. Um, that will allow those people to then be in contact with, uh, with a contact from Ceres within a day, have a conversation, and then the pre-screener will call them directly. And you can have a quick conversation on the phone. They understand a bit about your background. We can talk about the process in a bit more detail. There's also an opportunity, although less utilized, to be able to walk straight into the center and, and, and meet the team at the Royal Road site and, and have a conversation and start the process there. Most folks choose to go to the website, choose to do the self kind of initial survey and then be able to talk to the phone screen individual to learn more about the program move forward. Um, we are involved with the Chamber of Commerce and other local entities, which I think really brings just a good energy and partnership across the Tempe organization. And I recognize that, that donors will come with us, but also how we then co-sponsor and work back with the community to, to build a really mutually beneficial um, space across the, um, the Tempe and good nature. And, and at the end of the day, try to help some people in the process. Um, is there anything that I hadn't thought to ask? I have my notes in front of me, but anything else that our listeners may be interested in hearing? Karen, the, the only thing that I may close with where to add is, is, is Tempe starting. So we're going to open on Thursday. It's a really exciting time for the organization. So it's really fun if people are just kind of curious to learn more about series, learn more about good nature. Um, I would invite them to, to do a little bit of research, um, spend some time and, and see if this is a connection for you and then make a call and understand if if, if you fit into that community profile quite well um, and understand what it means. And people find it once they're engaged, it's a low stress. It's an easy, it's an easy opportunity to make a difference in the world. Um, so at a basic level, thank you for, for the time and the conversation. Thank you for the energy of Tempe and, and just the fun space it's been so far. And hats off to the success of the team that sits there every day. Yeah, and, and they really are fantastic. Uh, I was thrilled and honored that Daryl, our producer and community manager, met up with your team in Tempe through the Tempe Chamber. And then, of course, they were gracious enough to include us in that get-to-know-you meeting. And uh, just Having this conversation today is critical, getting to hear from that wonderful lady who shared her own personal story, why mm. this research, why these products are so important, why the donors are critical, right? Without the donors, there is no Good Nature program. And so for our listeners, um, please go to, and you said it's goodnatureprogram.com. Is that right? That's correct, Karen. Thank yeah. you. Goodnatureprogram.com. Uh, part of series therapeutics that series without the I after the R C uh, excuse me S E R E S therapeutics and the goodnatureprogram.com to learn more. If you're not the right demographic, surely you know somebody who is. I know I've got a couple of my my adult kids who I think would be a great help to your program and would come at it from that place of we want to make a difference in the lives of others. So on that note, we want to thank you for being here, Alex. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.